So you guys exit that circular spiral room. Uh, as you walk down the stairs in the center, another spiral staircase takes you down about two floors and then opens into a relatively wide area. That same sort of green ooze that you had seen spiraling around above now drips into troughs sort of below uh, at the foot level around this room uh, and then leads down a long corridor. Uh, The only light that you can really see is the light of this sort of ooze down each corridor, uh, each side of the corridor. Some lights flicker off in the distance and small statuettes kind of line this corridor all the way down. Well, I suppose we know which way we have to go. We don't really have much of a choice. Yeah, that's true. And Taraxis' like feathers are getting all ruffled as he's like watching the lights flicker and he's really uncomfortable being underground for so long. She's like trying to comfort him, but he just keeps looking everywhere. The sooner we can get out of here, the better. How far do we have to go? It's a ways at this point, and we'll need to move cautiously. I don't think this slime is just here for decoration. I suppose not. We move down the corridor? Yeah, so as you kind of like move down the corridor, this slime sort of like waves a little bit, almost trying to like inch closer. Um, slowly, like the mouths of those statuettes start to light up and light more area down the corridor. Oh, that's concerning. I can't imagine that's a good sign. You might want to get moving. I uh, agree. Okay, we should get... Oh, fuck. Damn it, it's happening again. The cenotaph draws his sword. I'll try and guard us in case anything comes. Okay. It's... It's Sizel, he's... He's disappeared with the children. Well, he always was the sketchy one. The party is going after him, but... Soon as they open the door... They are somewhere else. An old cabin. Not like the house that they were in before. Curious. A witch? They're... A warlock, yes. maybe? A demon? Yes, a, a witch. She, said, she says that she's brought to wherever she's needed. Curious. And useful, I suppose. If not suspicious. Or ill tidings. She's reading their fortunes with cards. And provides them with potions. A potion of need and a potion of unpredictability. Well, at least one of those sounds useful, and the other one potentially so. Well, she does sound like she's appearing when they need her, I suppose. At least for now. True. They've left the room now, but and they're back in the house, and the women in their cabin are gone. Disappeared as fast as it arrived. That seems about right. They've come across another room, and in it is... There's four masks on a bed, and one is magical. Solandra's taken it. She didn't put it on, did she? No. I guess I should expect her to have that much sense. Someone has to have their head on their shoulders in that group. I suppose. They are walking through the hallway. They're still trying to find Sizel and... 
They began to feel things tugging at their clothes and items. Unsettling. A child has suddenly appeared and is asking them to come and play. And things continue to be unsettling. The hallway, it's, it's filling with black smoke. And the floor, it is falling away. Falling away? They're clinging to floating furniture in this decaying hallway. Bizarre. Teddy, he's, he's running for it, he's trying to get across it, and a child appears in a cloud of smoke, pulling him into the darkness below. Does he survive? I, I, I don't know. I see Kate is teleporting Salandra to the other side. And as they cross the threshold, Salandra is hit with a vision. Hmm, sounds familiar. She's in the body of a giant in a storm. She's trying to eat little Janassi. That is unexpected. And then she's back. The moment's gone. They're in a room now. There are three older women and six of those plague children that I keep seeing. Ah, uh, the mothers, I presume. Must be. And I see Teddy again. Teddy, Teddy is back at the tavern he grew up in. His father is there, and there are children dancing outside. Interesting. This doesn't bode well. They're singing. Lotha, Lotha, the Spider Queen, is dead. Uh, that's worrisome. Do you know this Spider Queen? Loth, the god of the drow before the blight came. I... I can't remember if she died from the blight or afterward, but... Or before, I suppose. But she was dangerous. But she was the patron god of the drow. Teddy is Teddy's back with the group. He's come back into the house, and the women are sending off the children. They say they're waiting for one more. Sizel. I'm assuming that that that's the division is, is gone now. All right, let's move. <laughs> yes, let's. As the vision sort of fades away, uh, you guys. Um, actually, Cenotaph, you start to feel something, like, sort of tugging uh, at the back of your pants. And you guys actually notice that that room that you had just entered from uh, is now completely full. Um, and that goo that was filling that cylindrical area, or sort of that circular area, and the troughs was actually more of like a stretched out gelatinous cube. And this thing is now sort of moving on you guys and pushing you, pushing towards you down the hallway. Shit. Run. Okay. And she picks up her robes and runs. Yeah. The Is the cenotaph like currently like gripped by this thing? Is that what I'm feeling tugging on me? Yeah, so like it's it, it's not like grabbed onto your body, but kind of pulling your like pieces of a piece of clothing that it's managed to get onto. Uh, the cenotaph will slash with his sword to cut what's gripping him off and start running down the hall. Varys is going to try cast a spell, and as she does, magic surges and everything with fifty yards is suddenly dressed in high quality fur. 
The cenotaph trips over the furs that suddenly drape him. Get up, get the up. She like tries to pick. She just like picks you up and throws you under her arm. <laughs> yes, keep running. And he starts firing eldritch blasts at the gelatinous cube, trying to keep it back. Who is now wearing a fur coat? Who is also now wearing a fur coat? So, like, as you guys are are kind of going down the hallway, the lights of the on these statuettes are starting to like glow bigger and bigger, and like you guys also notice that there's little like there's little like fur jackets and stuff on one every once in a while, um, and you get maybe uh, you almost get to the end of this hallway before it hangs a right and the lights sort of hit their peak and fill up this whole corridor with flame oh god so that's half she tries to like shield you with her body and as she is like her fur, the fur coat on her is singeing away there is a, a clap of thunder as the cenotaph uses one of his spells to teleport uh, himself and Varys just around the corner. Um, <sighs> Traxxas is very disturbed by this. <laughs> um, and, like, upon arrival, I think the cenotaph is, like, uh, perspiring? Which I think is... Uh, an uncomfortable thing because like he is that's not a thing he does you're, you're leaking I think I burned some souls on that we need to move yes before your dungeon kills us I agree it's not oh, I suppose that's not inaccurate you might want to do some redecorating when you know reclaim this place. I don't remember this place. Oh no! What's ha- what's happening in the hallway? You ahead of you, you see what looks like a relatively clear hallway that goes down maybe another two hundred feet, uh, and then cuts to the left. Um, but it doesn't look like there's any ceiling. Um, However, there does look like there is kind of an overpass um, a little ways down. And you can hear sort of like a, a kind of like a chittering and like almost like an argument um, maybe happening farther down. I think there's something ahead. Yeah, I, I hear it too. We need to be cautious. I can't Indeed. afford to keep spending souls like this. And with my magic being so unpredictable, I don't know how much help it will be. It's probably better if we don't get into any fights. Let's... Let's be quiet, I suppose. We sneak our way down the hallway. We attempt to sneak our way down the hallway. (laughs) Attempt to sneak. Yeah, so as you guys sort of sneak your way down, try and sneak your way down this hallway, uh, you get closer... And you start to see that this sort of causeway thing that is going over top is full with kobolds. And two of them, it looks like they're broken up into two groups. And two in the center are like 
arguing with each other. And kind of like, all of them are sort of jumping. And this causeway is not suited for like this many kobolds. And it's as they're arguing and sort of chittering at each other and jumping, this thing starts to break. Little by little. <sighs> Run. <laughs> okay, if you say so. They bolt out from under there. <laughs> yeah, so you guys you guys bolt past and just as you get underneath this causeway like falls, spilling like ten kobolds onto the floor. Uh, and they're just kind of left there in a heap of spears and like little tiny dragon people buddies. Sorry, are they behind us, ahead of us, or on top of us? Um they are just they fell just behind you. Um I think we yeah. keep running. Varus tries to, like, throw a spell back at them, and what happens is all within 50 yards. Must save or feel 1d100 colder. And I guess also me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, those kobolds are, like, prone and in a pile. They fail. <laughs> they all fall. What's the 1d100 degrees? <laughs> 59 degrees colder. I don't know if that's Fahrenheit to Celsius, but <laughs> I'm just gonna roll a d20 to see if I fail. I got a 16. I feel like that's probably a pass. <laughs> the, uh, the cenotaph having the sudden onset of cold, like his movements slow, and he's like struggling to move, I think, because 59 degrees colder is a lot. <laughs> Okay, this was not helpful. I'm sorry. <laughs> she tries to pick you up again. I'm cold to the touch, more so than usual. Obviously. <laughs> she uh, pulls your fur coat tighter around you. <laughs> oh, right. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess we keep moving. All right, we, we keep going. Uh, all right. So as you guys round that next corner to the left... Uh, you see a long hallway and an- another long hallway um, and an ornate like gold and silver sort of plated uh, archway um, at-, at the end. Um, the ground is actually kind of uneven. Um, the tile work is, is uneven. Um, very different from the two sections that you guys have just come from. And in the center of the next room is this pedestal with this this crystal on it, and it looks a lot like uh, like the Emkron crystal, kind of like flat on the top and the bottom, and then sort of multifaceted around the side. Does that look familiar to you? I think it must be another one of the shards. As far as you under, uh, understood it from your lore, it was the soul core. It looks like a piece of the soul core. I think this might be what powers the cenotaph. Does that make you like a robot? I mean, it makes me like a necromantic enchantment, I suppose, really. Same, same. Should we grab it? I... I don't know. I I can't remember if I can interact with it or not. I suppose we should try. 
We okay. need all the shards to defeat the Autumn Death, don't we? That was a thing, right? It was a theory. Oh, Alright, I'll try and pick it up. The Cenotaph tries to pick it up. Um, Alright, so as you pick it up, you you can't, like, lift it. This thing is, like, twice the size of, like, a football. Um, and very So it's heavy. about the size of, of the Cenotaph. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like picking up two of his heads stuck together. Um, but, like, you start to feel all, like, your souls sort of being drained out of you. <sighs> what? What's happening? Uh, Ferris tries to, like, knock you out away from it. Are you okay? Can she succeed? I think, I think she can, yep. And as, like, as Varys, you knock him, as you knock him away, a figure comes in through the opposite door and says, Hmm. So the construct returns to the place of its origin. And you see a gold orc with obsidian tusks and those sapphire eyes. But this one is different, and it has the symbol of the fallen plague on its face. Oh. Right, those guys. Wait, that, that's the symbol of like the cult that wanted to bring the Autumn Death into the Underdark, right? Yeah. This is not good. No, this is very bad. Alondra had heard the kids kind of yelling at you, asking why you were in Big Sister's room. And then they all kind of like laughed a little bit. And this one of them kind of ran into one of the two rooms that were down the hallway uh, near where they were standing. Uh, the hallway to the right. Um, so basically you looking down the hallway, uh, there was it goes down about... 20 feet, mm-hmm. and then it goes to the left. Uh, but just before that hook to the left, there are two rooms on either side, and one of the kids ran into the room on the right, and you had run in after him. Uh, and then the door had shut behind you. Oh no. So as you enter this room, the whole area is relatively dark. Uh, there's windows kind of all around in the area and sitting in the center of this room is this little lady sitting on a chair and in front of her is a table and there are 11 cards and she says oh i have a visitor hello hello and sides was like lightly 
putting his hand, trying to find the door again, just making sure it's still there behind him. Yeah, the the door is still there. Yeah. Okay, he, he just wants, he's just making sure that he has some concrete foundation in the case that he needs to try to kick something down and get out of here. Okay. Uh, and she says, oh, um, I haven't had visitors for a very long time. Um, what's your name? Um, my name is Samuel. Oh, well, it's very nice to meet you, Samuel. Uh, were you chasing the young one that just went by? I, yes, he seemed familiar. Hmm, well, that's, that's very interesting. Um, tell me, is there anything that I might be able to do for you? Mayhaps, do you happen to know, um, well, which way the boy went? I, I would very much like to catch up with him. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe... What else could you tell me about this place in general? Oh, well, I only know about my place. And at this moment, mm, it's sort of sharing space with whatever place you are in. Um, so I don't know too much about it. Sizzle kind of blinks and is a little intrigued by this prospect. Uh, yeah, so roll me a perception check. <laughs> okay. I see nothing. Nothing at all. The darkness is one with my eyes. It's a natural one. The natural okay. one. Okay. And she she kind of explains to you a little bit and she just says, "Um I I appear where uh where I'm needed. But maybe this place isn't quite where I'm needed. Uh for whatever reason my little shop that you see here uh, and as you kind of look around, like, you don't notice anything too, too weird, but you feel like you are not in the house that you were just in anymore. Uh, you are in a shop. Um, moved me. And she just laughs and she says, well, maybe not you so much, but definitely me. And then she thinks for a second and she says, nope, nope, definitely you. I got that wrong. Um, you see, the door you stepped through opened up into my shop. Uh, and if you if you were to look around the walls uh, at the at the windows, you would see that you're kind of looking out into a bit of a grassy glade behind her. Sizzle um, would definitely walk out to the walk over to the window and take a look out. Yeah, so you you kind of see there's like a grassy glade and and sort of towards the door that you kind of came in. Uh, if you're looking through the windows in that direction, you can actually see that there's a cliffside and ocean front, basically. This is most peculiar, definitely. Um, I don't, I don't mean to sound rude, but if I go back the way I came, do you know if I will go back the way I came? Oh, it's, it's very possible. Um, that's usually what happens to adventurers. I, I don't mean to sound rude, but I would I am on a, a, a time-sensitive mission, almost. <clears throat> ah, she says, very well. Um, if you would, uh, before you leave, allow me maybe very quickly to read you a quick fortune. Sizzle's like, he stops mid-step 
and he kind of looks over. He's he's very suspicious of his own fortunes, and especially after the words that Solander gave him last time. Well, the last one, the last person who read my fortune, Sadim did nothing but bad tidings to come, so maybe, maybe the universe will decide that I'm due for something better. Very well. Uh, and in front of you, she has the same uh, row of 11 cards, of which I think you took 1 and 11? Yep, 1 and 11. Okay. So she, she says, oh, hmm, you received the Tower and Judgment. Hmm. Quite often, the Tower means ill fortunes. Now, whether that's for yourself or for someone in your company, it's tough to say. Oh, more more bad news. Why am I not surprised? And she just chuckles a little bit and she says, you know, sometimes you just need to take the good or the bad with the good. I think you might just need to wade through a little bit of bad before you get to some of the good. And she kind of packs up the cards for you and and hands them to you and smiles and says, you can uh, please take these with you. Regardless of, of what happens, they will probably uh, they will probably be necessary for your future. He he holds the tower in his hand, and he's just like he, he's he's like chuckling to himself. Just <sighs> you may not know me, but I've had nothing but bad tidings for most of my life. So I am hoping maybe some good will come eventually. Uh, and as you as you sort of like blink behind your mask. The sort of shifting phase that you've been in mm -hmm. stops, and as soon as you blink, she is gone, and you are in a regular bedroom. Immediately, it's, it's one hand to the knife, just, oh, okay, okay. And he, he, no, he noticed, he would notice that he, does it, I still have the cards then. You do have the cards, just, yes. Just gonna... And he slides those into, like, a side pouch. <sighs> okay. Now, where did you go, little man? Uh, first, I need you to roll me a straight saving throw. Ooh, strength save. Oh. Nope, just a, a straight save. Oh, Not a straight a... save. Just, just, yeah. just flat d20 already. A flat d20. I didn't jostle. <laughs> That's a, we're having great times all around. That's a three. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so you were looking for where the kid might have gone? Yes. Okay, so roll me an investigation. We're a little better at those. That is a uh, 16 total. Cool, okay. So as you, as you kind of look around the room, you notice that there are some, actually some familiar drawings. Uh, some of the drawings are, are sort of identical to the ones that you saw in Baku's room um, with it, the only difference is that the art is significantly better in this room. And whereas the art in Baku's room was sort of like crayon-y and a little bit kiddish, mm -hmm. these ones are quite well done. Um, there's a lot of care taken in them and they are quite detailed. Uh, almost as if that it was the only way to really kind of draw uh, or kind of capture whatever family moments there were. Uh, and there are, you know, maybe a couple extra pictures. There is a uh, there is a picture of this young drow boy uh, and Baku, and then a high elf 
uh, male and a drow female, sort of in kind of your atypical your your typical four person family photo. Um, but it is very well sketched and it is drawn in pencil. Do I recognize the, any of the drow males? You, uh, you don't. Okay. Um, but based on the features of, um, based on how the features were drawn, you can tell that this is a family picture. This is Baku, and at the very least, these two people with her. Uh, the two adults are her parents, um, and it very much looks like that the drow boy would be her brother. Okay. Um, is this this picture is uh, I'm gonna take like, like pinned to the wall or something? Yeah. Okay. I'd like to take the picture off the wall and I'd like to pocket it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Just just absorbing it for a moment, like hmm, at least someone can fold, 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 slide it away. Okay. See if I can't keep sharpening all the edge on this character. <laughs> um. So yeah, and as you as you sort of kind of continue to look around, you notice that there is a relatively large dresser, stands about four feet tall, but it has been kind of shoved over a little bit, like a couple of inches. You can tell by the scratch marks on the floor next to it. But other than that, it looks like it'd been... Yeah, it's only been moved about three inches, so... I'm going to, like, slowly walk around the dresser and try to peek behind it. Okay. Um, so as you as you kind of try and take a peek behind it, all you see is, like, dark shadow. Um, and you... Because the room is relatively dark, you can't tell whether that's just shadows or whether there is something hidden behind it. Um, first thing I want to do before I, before I know my obvious move to push this dresser, um, I'm going to cast, uh, I'm going to cast, I'll cast light on, like, my right hand on, the on like, the glove and just kind of just, like, try to flashlight behind this dresser to see if I can make it anything more. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I would say as you do that and you kind of put your, put your hand just a little bit behind the edge of the uh, of the dresser, you can see that there is a definite um, hole behind there. Um, a passageway of some sort. Hmm. I gotta you know, just, just shake the light to dispel it. I'm gonna start to try and push this dresser out of the way. Okay, roll me a strength check. That is... That is another three. I'm not good at these things. Okay, so I would say as you kind of like try and get a grip on it, you you kind of like jostle the the dresser a bit. Kind of you know how when you're moving a dresser and you accidentally kind of tip over the top uh the top down. Oh yeah. And it kinda of like pot the drawer pops open. Yep. Um the drawer actually like pops open and five masks like fall out of the top dresser and fall onto this bed and one of these masks uh, you notice right away is just stark black hey everyone welcome back to chef's night it's our 20th episode and we're one episode away from the end of the season to start things off we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor libris arcana for all your dice needs offering monthly subscriptions and more 
including a sweet option to help donate to school D&D clubs in Canada. You should definitely check them out. As per usual, we want to give a big shout out to our cast because they're such great folks. To Jordan and Phil, thanks for coming out. We absolutely loved having you on this season, and we're going to be super sad to see you guys go. Uh, Andrew from the Basement Guild and Steve from Classes Characters, as always, thanks for coming on and thanks for being recurring characters. Uh, those two gents have streams and shows that we always provide in the show notes. Also, we can't forget Jesse of DMs of Vancouver and Kayla with DMs Test Kitchen, who have their recurring roles in our recaps. Kayla is also involved in the scoring of the podcast. And she does our lovely cover art. We want to send a big shout out to our friend Josie, who provided the intro music. Remember to hit up our socials if you want to keep up to date with us. We're primarily active on Twitter, but we love to interact with people on Facebook and Instagram as well. We also have a website, dmsdeskitchen.com. If you want to request shoutouts or help us by clicking the donate button, you can do that there. That said, the best way to help is by telling people about us. If you think your friends or family would really enjoy this show, we'd love it if you spread the news. Lastly, if you have the time, please take a second to rate us on iTunes. It really helps us get seen over there. That's all for this week. The next episode is on the 10th of October. We'll let you get back to the main course. I like slowly walk over to the bed and I'm just picking up this mask with one hand. Just okay. kind of looking at it, turning it over. There is, hmm, yeah, so from from your looking at it, it doesn't look to be, there doesn't look to be anything particular, particularly special about it, but looking at the mask, it doesn't look like your typical kind of black. It's kind of like your, your Vanta black, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, it just absorbs all of the light. Uh, it's almost as if holding in your hand, you were just, you were holding a mask that is just void in your hand. I'm going to just put this back on the bed for now. <laughs> I'm just okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the dresser and I I want I'm gonna do do the smart thing first. I'm gonna pull out the drawers first because I want to see what's in the rest of here now. Okay. Just just pull them out. Just not not even leave them in. Just rip them right out to also hopefully make this dresser a little bit lighter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you you do that and really all you've done is kind of like. Uh, strewn the uh, basically just pulled out some some dressers with kids clothing in them mm-hmm. um, you've got you, you, there's also been some like uh, some toys and stuff that were in there that are now kind of scattered around the room mm-hmm. but other than that there's there's nothing else too too special okay this time we're gonna just I'm gonna just just, just grab the bottom and just 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 lift and flip Getting tired okay. of this dresser. Uh, so as you as you do this, uh, roll one more strength check. Come on, baby, don't don't. Uh, that is an eleven. Okay, yeah. So with the with the work that you kind of did to pull those pull the toys and the clothes out, you kind of flip the flip the dresser out of the way. And as you do that, that black mask is underneath the dresser again. Okay. Uh, but there is definitely a a passageway. So like. Okay, so it's 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 under under the dresser on the bed, I'm guessing, or is it on the floor? No, it's on the floor now. You turn your back to it, and it is there. I'm just staring down at this mask now. I'm just like the popping popping the squat to stare at it. Uh, roll a knew it. Arcana check. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. We're, I think we're good at that. Uh. No, we're not. That is eight because of minus two intelligence. <laughs> okay. 
so from your understanding of magic and how it sort of like flows through things um you don't sense any malcontent um from this particular mask you do however sense that there is something magical about it well i can presume that fact ipso facto from from the mask not being on the bed anymore and now at my feet which is definitely starting to spook this little bit, spook, spook, spook my gentleman out, going, Okay, you were there, and now you're here. You are definitely not ordinary, and I'm going to presume you're going to start following me. Let's test this theory. And I'm going to uh, cast light again on my hand, and we're going to peer into the tunnel. Okay. Uh, so, as you... Uh, as you sort of like stick your hand into the tunnel, you see that it is a relatively... It, it's basically just a square tunnel that goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as far as you can relatively see, like I think light casts at the most uh, 10 feet of brightness and then another 10 feet of dim light. Yeah. Uh, so 20 feet, it still hasn't ended. Okay. Well, let's... Let's do that thing that we're kind of good at. It's not like it's a tunnel or a vent, but we'll try. Or we'll try. It's close enough. Mm-hmm. Gonna, you know, gonna crouch down onto my knees, and we're gonna slowly start to scooch our way through this tunnel. All right. Uh, so yeah, you you sort of like make your way through, and after that first twenty feet, it goes on for another for another ten feet before opening up into a another smaller room area. Uh, just take a take a look around. Make sure we don't see anybody yet before we just try to pull ourselves out of this tunnel. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll roll that perception for me. I guess. That's uh, eleven. I saw that. You're going away. <laughs> you're you're grounded. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. You actually. It's it's a small enough room that you would you would be it would be pretty hard to miss anyone in there but what it does look like is it looks like a little bit of a secret playroom something that you know if uh, a way for for kids to kind of stash away and uh, have their own little secret base there are more pictures uh, again just of the two um, of Baku and this young drow uh, who we're presuming is her brother Mm -hmm. and there are a couple more pictures of the, the really detailed detailed drawn pictures of Baku and her brother and actually some other um, like wood elf children and some other high elf children and then among these you know pictures there's three pictures and then there's an empty uh, frame on the wall and then there are three more pictures and then that mask is hanging on the wall and then there are three more pictures okay well, I mean, the first thing I'm gonna, uh, first thing I definitely want to do is I want to take, uh, I'm gonna take the picture of Baku with like the whole bunch, of, the, the large group of children, because mm-hmm. this one is definitely starting to make some questions appear in Seidel's head. Just what is your connection here? Hmm. Turns turns to the mask on the wall. Well, you obviously won't tell me. You're obviously whatever you. He's gonna like poke the the, the, the face of the mask. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so as you do that, 
the the mask sort of like that blackness of the mask drains right where your finger touches it. Uh, that's an immediate reaction to pull that back. Okay. Oh. Okay. Roll me, roll me dexterity. Uh, Seventeen. Okay. Um. So most of the mask has drained by that time, um, but there is a small little bit of blackness where your finger was, and the rest of the mask is white now. Just staring at my hand now, just... Oh. Yeah, your your hand looks normal. Shakes it a little bit, making sure all the blood's still flowing. <laughs> uh, roll me one more perception check. much better. 15. Cool. Uh, yeah, you notice that your the mask that you are currently wearing... Actually, explain to me what that mask looks like again. Um, it is a, like, it is almost like popular, a full, the full circle mask with, uh, with, 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 with eye sockets big enough to stare out of. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is almost pristine white with a couple of, uh, almost ritualistic tattoos across the front. Okay. So you sort of like you notice that things seem to be relatively dark on the in like darker than you notice on the inside of your mask. Um and just sort of out of the corner of your eye looking at one of the the glass panes on the picture you notice that the from the slight reflection of just a little bit of a flicker of light that's kind of coming through, that your mask, all of the white has turned black, but the red itself, uh, or sorry, not the red, but the the uh, design on it is still red. I'm going to. That's that's an immediate reaching up, pull the mask off. Yep. Okay. Um, and as you go to grab the mask. Uh, roll me a strength check. Nope, that's an eight. Okay, so you don't, you aren't able to get the mask off. Um, I imagine but, full, I imagine full, like, Jim Carrey trying to, like, bat, like, 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 two hands trying to pull this off. Yeah, absolutely. You're trying to pull it off, like, kind of like the mask, and it's just, like, it's not happening. Um, but... One thing you do notice is as you're standing there and you're struggling with the mask, someone is coming in through this uh, through this area, like this tunnel that you had just come in, and you hear in a little voice, Oh man, who cast darkness in here? I can't see this. Hey, hey, whoever's in here, you gotta open it up. Like, the bad, the bad moms didn't give us the ability to see in, in darkness, and it's scary when it's dark in here. Where's the voice coming from? Which, like, it's coming from it's coming from the room you just came in. So, like, the... from where the tunnel is. Okay. But to you, it doesn't seem like it's dark. Like, looking around. And so you, you catch a glimpse of this, like, little little kid with a, with a mask on um, in the tunnel. I'm going to, like squat down and I'm going to Sizzle like takes a deep breath like okay universe and I'm going to cast light again um 
it doesn't work. So you staring at my own my own hand going. Okay. So here's the I guess it it works in the sense that you can see it, mm-hmm. but Let's... the kid doesn't. Okay. Um, he's Sizel's going to he's going to make a stupid, but we'll try it. We'll we'll see what happens. He's going to call out to the boy. Just um, if if you head down this way, it I. Presume it gets lighter. And the kid says, Oh, you're one of them. I... I'm gonna go tell I... the mom. Wait, 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 wait. I'm... I am, but I'm not. And he... He kind of cocks his head. I don't know. Listen, who... What's your, what's your name? My name's Jordy. He- Hello, Jordy. It is... It is it is very nice to meet you. I'm I I'm not here to cause anyone trouble. Well, then why are you in our home? Because I was sent here to to check up on all of you, to to ensure that everyone was 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 safe and fine and and if if everyone is then that's fantastic and I can tell my comrades who I am hoping are keeping a level head about all of this, that that everything is fine and we can go. Hmm. Could you could you help me out here, please, please, Jordy? I'm trying to I'm simply trying to understand what's going on. Well this was Big Brother Icarus's and ba- and Big Sister Baku's room. Um after the bad thing happened and uh then the mothers started taking care of them. Okay, okay. Um, listen. Why don't you, why don't you tell me more about this, these, about this big sister and big brother of yours? They sound like very interesting people. Hmm. Making, making, making a very mental note of big sister Baku. <laughs> well, hmm. And what? But, but, before Sizel wants to totally come back down to the uh, to the level of the tunnel, uh, he wants to stand up and he's. I want to take the old white mask off off of the wall and put it in, back in my pouch. Okay, sure. Yeah, you can do that pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you as you touch the, like the the white mask, like all of the rest of the black drains out of it. Just just holding it in his hand, in my hand. Well, figured it, figured as much. Slide it, slide it away. Uh, and and the kid says, "Well, this this used to be the house of Big Sister Baku and Big Brother Icarus, um, and their mom and dad before uh, before they went away for for forever. And all we all we really know is that uh, the the moms, uh, all six of the moms, came together and." And started taking care of children that didn't have parents. Um, and then, and the kid starts to get like a little, little kind of antsy a bit. And he says, uh, and then um, the moms that are here now had to go away because they were bad. I, I, I heard, I heard about that, Jordy. I heard that there was uh, some kind of disagreement between the mothers. And I simply wanted to just make sure that. That, that that you that you and everyone else is are are unharmed and doing well. I'm I'm gonna come to you now, Jordy. I'm just I'm just 
don't be alarmed, and I'm going to start to start to crawl back through the tunnel. Okay, so roll a perception. I mean, not a perception, a persuasion check. And you're going in the box. That's another nat one. Alright, so... Uh, little Jordy uh, says, Oh no, you're not coming towards me. And then... He was already looking pretty, like, pretty dark, but that, yeah. like, telltale smoke from this kid that, from the three kids that you'd seen, mm-hmm. just kind of explodes within him. Size so is, like, ra- raising his hands to break. No, Jordy, no, 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 no! And he disappears into the, into the floor. Like, power, power cl- clamoring towards him. Yeah, he, he disappears into the floor, and the wall sort of just closes over. So you are trapped from going into back into that bedroom. Damn it! Ugh. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna try... Can I just, just crawl like to the end just to feel the uh, the side of this wall? Yep. Get, get, I'm just gonna try and see if I can't push or punch my way out first. Okay. That's the that's the optimal plan to see if there's any give. Roll me strength. That's uh, twelve. Okay, so you you give this a pretty good like hearty hit, and it doesn't budge. At this point, like you you essentially kind of give it give it a good hit, thinking you're going to be able to like put your put your fist through the gyp rock, um, and all you end up doing is, like, bleeding up your knuckles. Uh, so, roll a d6 for me. Okay. Well, that's six. <laughs> Alright, well, that's your that's your damage for punching I, the wall. <laughs> I, figure, I figured as much. <laughs> and as you as you sort of kind of... So, okay, so here's my question is putting putting some things together what size will put together that... I mean, the main... The main thing that Sizzle's put together so far, especially after seeing uh, all of the different portraits in the room, is that this that, yeah that, that this was Baku's home with his were with 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 their family, and that when I'm presuming something went down, he hasn't quite pieced together precisely what, but something went down that forced him to abandon them them to abandon this place. Okay. Are you putting anything together? Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that like with your with the time that you've kind of spent and the kids' reaction to coming in, you're probably also realizing that this mask isn't a normal mask. Oh oh no no not not from the get go at all. <laughs> uh. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling some real like almost venom by vibes here. I'm like, especially when it won't come off. He's already put that in the back of his mind of things to do and, and how and how to deal with this because he doesn't know. Hmm. Okay. So I'm smart in the moment. I'm just not smart overall. <laughs> that's 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 perfect. Okay. So yeah, now that you're you're sort of. Your intended exit is gone. What are you going well, to do? We're gonna have to take to check the other. We're gonna scooch 
scooch back towards this uh, this little playroom and see what we see what we can see and maybe we can find a, another way out. Okay. See if we roll. Can. Yep. Yep. Roll one more uh, investigation for me. Secret tunnel. Ah, screw the investigation. Uh, but that's 15 total. Okay, cool. Uh, so as you kind of look around, something kind of catches your eye in the, like in this, almost a ceiling panel. It's in the, uh, it's in the ceiling on the, uh, that's my left arm that I'm putting up in the air, uh, in the top left area. And it's almost as if there's a, there's a section of the panel that has been removed and hasn't been put back properly. Um, hmm. Okay, what's the, what's the biggest thing I can stand on in this room? And I'll look around. Uh, I would say that there's a there's a small table uh, that could probably get you high enough where you could grasp onto okay. the edge of whatever's up there. Oh, I'm, yeah, it's going to become like shove table towards that corner. Maybe find like a, a chair or something. We're going to precariously balance it. And then we're trying to get just to get just to make the climb up as easy as possible. Getting up's the easy part. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a table and a couple chairs, and, and I think this uh, this ends up working for you to be able to put the chair on top of the table and have something steady to be able to give you that extra boost up into this uh, attic area. Okay. Uh, gonna be a gonna be a rat in the shadows again. Let's let's do this. Here. <clears throat> Okay, what do we see up here? Uh, so, what you see is a... It, it's sort of like... You're kind of in the eaves of the... Um, not in the eaves, but in the... Yeah, like, I guess you're in, you're in like, what the, what the attic would be uh, of this house. Um, it is kind of a triangular space, and it is littered with just junk. And... There are, uh, there's, uh, it looks like there's a couple of, like, small chairs and some toys kind of littered around, um, and not really a whole heck of a lot, but it stretches a good, like, 120 feet down in, sort of like in a north, northwest, in a north direction, north really, north pointing direction. Okay, well, let's, let's... Let's, let's quiet step down that way and see what we can just, just at this point it's it's one hand on the dagger and the short swords in front just keeping it like but like how, how how those how like most little how most like knife fighters will hold like the blade the blade in one hand and the knife pointing downwards that's 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 gonna be that's that's Sizel's fight style with a short sword okay perfect um so as you as you sort of make your way through this, uh, through say the first maybe forty feet, uh, you start to kind of pick up on a little sort of just like little trinkets, um, you know, little balls here or there, maybe uh, uh, maybe a top, and like all of the chairs that you see are the exact same, just little kids' chair. All, all, all children's chairs, okay. Yeah. Keep pressing on. All right. Definitely wonder why they're keeping stuff in the attic. <laughs> That's 
things to things to think about. Uh, so as you're as you're kind of progressing through this this first set, uh, roll me a dexterity check, please. We're good at that. No, we're not. That's still a check. That's a nine. It's a nine. Okay. So as you as you sort of feel like you're you're doing a decent job of stealthing along, you actually step on something, um, and at off to your right hand is a stack of boxes, um, and as the as you step on this thing that kind of creaks, a box pops open and. What you would think would be a ja- um, a jack in the box, mm-hmm. that kid that was tugging on your um, on your cape in town earlier, yep, flies out of this box in a black puff of smoke, and let's see, uh, and he comes across with a dagger that looks all too familiar, and slashes you. Uh, across the shoulder, and then disappears behind you in a puff of smoke. Roll me a d4. Two. Two? Okay, so you will take eight damage over that. Ow. Ah! Gonna, like, just... In that brief second, would I, like, have recognized the kid kind of flying through the... Even just the jump and then slash disappear. Uh, you recognized the dagger, which looked an awful lot like the one that you have on your hip right now. And yep. that same mask that you had worn the very first time. Okay. I'm gonna just... I'm gonna put my, uh, my short sword away. Okay. And I'm going to just kind of, like, just raise my hands. Uh, just... As I'm slowly walking, going, it's okay. I I put my knife away. I'm sure we can be civil about this. And I'm getting like I'm trying to like prepare myself, whatever direction he might come from, to try and grab him and throw him to the ground. If if, if and or when another attack might come, but at this point it's just slow walking movement. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, there is a. Uh... As you as you kind of go forward, uh, it seems pretty quiet. You actually end up getting a good maybe eighty feet through this kind of section um, before you know before you start to you know, realize that you're actually coming pretty close to the end. Um, mm-hmm. Roll an investigation for me. Thank you. Your guess what? You're in the box now. That's a two. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so you, um, you kind of notice, again, just your regular, uh, regular children's toys. Uh, oddly enough, every once in a while you'll find, like, a short sword and a dagger that are really quite nice, like, something that you wouldn't expect to be in, in, uh, in a house that's kind of run down like this. That, that, that is a danger to children everywhere. That, that, that is not... I don't care what adults may say. That is not a learning experience. <laughs> you could cut somebody or lose an eye, or you could fall on it like a certain someone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 
your your sort of investigation doesn't really yield a whole lot of fruit, and you sort of take that last uh, those last steps to finish off the last forty feet. Uh, roll one more dexterity for me. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, cool. Um, and as you uh, as you make another another step, uh, the the floor starts to kind of like crumble underneath. Um, and you're able to, to jump past that. And as you jump past it, this kid pops out on an angle to your uh, upper left. Mm-hmm. As you are making that jump, uh, almost as if he had anticipated that that section of floor would cause you to make a move that might catch you off guard. Um, okay. But you are also prepared for him coming. Uh, so I will get you to roll a strength check to grapple. And fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah. So as you as he's kind of coming to uh, to kind of stab at you, he still hits you, but mm-hmm. you manage to kind of grab onto him. Uh, so roll that d4. Yep. That's another two. Another two. Okay. So that's another eight. Uh, yep. and you are able to get him to the ground. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to just, I'd like to try to disarm him first as well. Sure, absolutely, yeah. You can go, strength. you can go with a strength, and I will contest it with a dexterity. That's my first nat 20. There you go. Okay, yeah, so, you managed to get that dagger out of his hand. Um, and he doesn't really say much to you, but, uh, the only the only thing he says is, "You need to give back Big Brother Icarus's mask. It belongs here." And I, I I stare him in the eye, going, "I don't want it." Oh, he says, "Well," um, and he just kind of like starts reaching for the white thing in your in your bag. Sizel kind of reaches over and and to to his bag and pulls it out, going, "Is this what you're talking about?" He says, "Yeah, that that that's Big Brother Icarus's bag." doesn't belong to you. I mean, mask. It doesn't belong to you. Okay. Can I explain this thing on my mask? And he... He says... Hmm. That's... That's a little... That's a little bit different. Um, and he... And he kind of oh. taps it a little bit, and... The... The markings on it change slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they change back. And he says... Hmm. That's a friend. Says so if it's if it's with you, that's that's your friend. My, hmm. Uh, and at this point, he's starting to squirm to like try and get out. I'm 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 going to let you up on the condition that you don't stab me again. <laughs> and he kind of looks at the at the dagger and looks at you and says, "Oh, okay." Or next time, I'll stab you back, and it won't feel nice. <laughs> and he he just kind of smiles and 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 like kind of twists his head a little bit and he says okay and then with his head still kind of like twisted sideways he brings it in closer he's like did you want to know anything and he's like kind of bringing his fingers together almost like Mr. Burns this kid is creeping me the hell out I'm this close stabbing him through but but I'm like why what went down why do the mothers hate each other? Why are there no? Why are the mothers now three and three and not six? Okay. Well, and 
And he kind of stops and he says... I'm gonna... At, at, at this point, I am gonna let... I'm gonna slowly let the boy up. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna... I'm gonna sit down with him. I'm just gonna sit down, cross-legged, and just... And I kind of lean back on my hands with my back hand, with, with, and I'm just going to slide my own dagger from behind my back and just be resting on the pommel of it. He he says, well, they, the six of them once shared a very, very important power. The mothers that took care of us here, well, they, they all took care of us here at one point. Some of them got greedy and the greedy moms or the bad moms they're the ones that are giving us this power and he sort of like shows this little vo- this little smoking void in between his hands he says they they wanted the power to themselves so they split the eye um, or they tried to Sizel's going to raise his hand and I'm going to cast minor illusion to recreate the event he says, "You're talking about this." Uh, yeah, yeah, that—that's the one. Um, only it used to be like they used to be one. They used to be a single eye, and they had much more power together. Now they have two different abilities, but together they used to be almost a purple, starry sky. And he reaches over and touches your illusion, and. Mm-hmm. It turns into a almost like a marble with little stars glowing inside it, and he says, "That's that's what it used to look like." Uh, and he and as you kind of look at this thing, and then you look back at him, his mask is gone, and he has your face as a younger version of you, but then it changes, and he's he looks like someone you don't recognize. As if he's kind of done with his his charade. Um, he says, but... Sizel, like, shakes his, shakes his head a little bit and just... looks very rude to mock people. Hmm. He says, I only take... Hmm. And he stops. He says, how do I say this so adults will understand? And he kind of, like, pokes his forehead a little bit. Almost like he has a bit of a headache. And he's like, how do I say this? Sizel, like, narrows his eyes and says, try it. He says, I only, hmm, I only look to just have a little bit of fun with adults that I know have something. You know, like that family thing that we don't really have. Well, I'm afraid you picked the wrong person. <laughs> and, he, and he just chuckles and he says, well, the old lady gave you the tower in judgment. And that often has to do with the company you keep in the... F- family that you have, you know, relationships. And you seemed, you know, to have a pretty good family in those other three that you came in with. And the kid just kind of laughs at you and, like, pretty much does, like, a dead drop and disappears through the floor. At this point, Sizel's just gripping fists. He's, he personally hasn't come to terms if he, if he believes the guild to be a family or just a means to an end yet. That's fair. And I and I think that works perfectly with the fact that the the old lady sort of kind of chimes in in your ear, uh, and she kind of makes a comment about your tarot cards, and she says these these two together often resemble focus on 
your relationships, and if you are not confident in them, then they can spell disaster. But you will definitely need to rely on your friends. And as her voice kind of goes away, a door opens at the edge of, or sorry, not a door, but like a, a hatch of stairs kind of drops at the end of this like 120 foot stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sizel immediately uh, kind of spins spins to his feet and is going to just kind of scooch over to the nearest shadow to, to just kind of peek at whoever's coming in. Um, the one, the only thing you notice is as you're actually roll me, roll me perception. <laughs> D twenty has betrayed me today. <laughs> that is the fourth, the fourth net one of my. Oh day. no! Um, so you see a, you don't really, you don't see anything. Um, but what you do hear is like the clumping of like feet going downstairs, uh, and like the grumble of an older, yes, of like an older gentleman that you can probably surmise as Teddy, but you're not sure. I'm gonna, like, slowly, like, scooch over to to this hatch and just peek across the edge and look down. You're gonna peek down? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you, as you kind of, like, peek down, you can kind of catch just a sliver, and you see, like, Teddy's head just kind of going down a second set of stairs through this area. And then that's it. Hmm. Sizel just kind of just sits back on his feet and thinks for himself for a second. Just... <sighs> Do we tell them? Do they already know? Does Solandra know? Has Solandra been lying to us? Just it, it, Is it coincidence that we chose this quest? Doubts, 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 doubts. Okay. And, um, I'm probably going to cast it anyway. Um, I'm going to use one of my uh, second level spell slots. And Sizel is just going to straight up cast. Yeah, uh, invisibility on himself. Okay. Um, and we're going to, uh, slowly start to crawl our. To pull our way down. We're going to come down and. and, and Keep some distance between us and the party. We're going to shadow shadow Teddy and the rest of the gang. Okay. So as you sort of make your way to the bottom of the stairs, you see Teddy kind of standing there with Cade and Salandra, and you had just heard the... You had just heard the hag kind of, um, one, of the, one of the bad mothers say, well... Not everybody is here yet. And then as you kind of make your step, you step down the stairs, uh, you notice and you see she puts up a finger and she says, Ah, now we can begin.